Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Hey, property sourcing properties, anybody out there sourcing properties for profit, this is the podcast for you. And uh, in this episode, I'm going to talk about rent. I haven't spoken really about rent before. I'm going to talk about rent. It is a key uh, determinant in whether your investor buys a property or not. The return, right, at very top level, the rental income is absolutely key. Um, if they're a single let buy to let investor or an HMO investor, rent is the key to the door. So let's talk about rents. And um, I have to, I have to declare, I have to declare an interest here, guys, because I'm not only a deal packager, but of course I'm a property investor as well. And uh, predominantly, my properties are single let buy to let, so I have uh, commercial tenants as well who also pay rent. And they are paying rent, even in these troubled times, right? Uh, but I want to zoom in. I want to focus on single-let, uh, buy-to-let uh, rentals. And the bottom line is that rents have gone up pretty much universally across the board in the UK. Now, I'm hearing that in London, central London, rents are not up. Rents are down, Okay. I haven't got any properties in London, so um, I'll just pass that on in good faith. However, you know, I've got a portfolio in the south of England. I've got a portfolio in the northwest of England. I talk to uh, other landlords who are in the game uh, very regularly to find out what's going on and what appears to be uh, the firm uh, feedback that I can share with you is rents are going up, have gone up. They've never been at this high a level um, we have the prospect of a downturn in property prices coming. Um, five times I've been through this team, and what I would share with you is five times. In periods when property prices, the values of property have been affected, rental values have not been affected. During a downturn, more people want to rent, uh, and supply and demand is such that rents go up and that's that's still to come right we're not at there not there at present so um rents have gone up which is great for deal packages because it makes it easier for um our properties to stack if we're sourcing single let buy to lets for investors so let's talk about rents and how it rolls and this is very close to my heart because uh, it's January 2021, which means that I have just completed preparing my tax return uh, that I have to send off to HMRC in the UK. Listeners in the UK will understand exactly what I'm saying. And uh, 2021 is also the final year of the unwinding of the effect of the removal of section, uh, the removal uh, under section 24, the removal of landlords ability to uh, include their mortgage interest in their costs for um, their tax return okay i'll try that again in english <laughs> up until 2016 what we were all able to do as buy to let landlords is deduct the cost all our mortgage interest came off the bottom line and um you know our profit was what we paid tax on. The government have changed that. And it's come in over four or five years um, so that we can no longer sub subtract our mortgage interest from 
our tax return at the end of the year. So significant, significant implications for that. So we are now all allowed a 20% tax credit against our interest paid, just 20%, not all of it, whether we are a higher rate taxpayer or not. That's that's how, how it goes, okay? So um, that's made a significant difference to the profitability of buy-to-let across the land. And um, we sat down in 2016. So these are, Section 24 applies where you own the property in your personal name. So in our house, we had always bought in our personal name because it was a very efficient thing tax-wise to do. But of course, that's now changed. So there's been a rush for people, A, to open up companies to buy new properties in. Virtually everyone seems to buy new properties now, buy to let properties in a company. And secondly, there was a rush to try and move their properties from their personal name into a company structure so that they avoided the effects of Section 24. Because in a company, you can still subtract the mortgage interest from your end-of-year account. So I I can see the incentive. Now, it's not a one-way street, and this episode is not about Section 24 and trying to maximise your income as a result because I I remain unconvinced at some of the schemes, in inverted commas, out there that allow you to move your properties from your personal name into a corporate structure – Uh, trying to avoid stamp duty and all the other implications of taxes that go with it. So I'm just going to park that there. I want to talk about rents here. Rents are the key. So rents were going to damage, uh, on the face of it, um, the, the inability to subtract my mortgage interest relief from my rents was going to damage the profitability of my buy-to-let business on the face of it. And back in 2016, when all this started, we scribbled down some guesstimates of where we were going to be and how it was going to roll and and stuff like that. And we we saw the potential damage to the cash flow, to the business, the extra tax that we were going to pay. And we are paying extra tax. We didn't um, incorporate. We didn't go through any processes of incorporation because um, they, you know, there's a significant expense to doing that as well. It's not a cheap thing to do. Okay, so there's always a balance here, and the bottom line is we took a view that they, we took a two pronged attack on our managing our portfolio and protecting us against Section 24 and the removal of interest uh, relief from our mortgages. First of all. We chose to pay down debt, and uh, we were able to generate funds to do that to a degree, right? So we have paid down some debt. And the other thing we thought was inevitable is that rents were going to have to rise in the industry across the board. Landlords were going to put rents up, not just in our portfolio, but in every portfolio across the country in order to mitigate the damage of Section 24. And lo and behold, we kept our powder dry. We didn't do anything creative or fancy. We just still got the stuff in our own names. Uh, and here we are in 2021. And yes, we're paying more tax, but rents have gone up significantly. Okay. Now, if anything, we've been a little bit behind with this. My bad, right? I didn't keep, you know, I didn't keep this uh, an eye on this on an annual basis. Um, 
maybe got distracted doing other things, it's very much in full focus now. In fact, lockdown, what lockdown has meant to me is, on the one hand, I've been able and had the time to take control of my portfolio again, which I used to be on it, on it like Sonic, as my daughter used to say 25 years ago. <laughs> really? And um, she did, yeah. Um, I have been on it, and we've made significant changes and just you know, sorting out our uh, single-let portfolio over the last eight, nine months or so. So here's the bottom line. We've paid down some debt, number one. Number two, we knew that rents were going to have to rise in order for us to maintain the profitability of our portfolio, right? And the guesstimate that we made for the latter back in 2016 was that rents were going to have to rise per property in our portfolio, so specific to us, by £80 a month, £20 a week. Sounds a big ask, doesn't it? Um, but we've, you know, we've inched towards it. We are and we're not there yet, okay? Uh, but we've been assisted by changes in the market because I had, I've, you know I've got properties in the northwest, uh, terraced properties, single-let, buy-to-let properties, and the truth was that for some 10 years, rents hardly moved at all. You know, from 2004, 5, 6, all the way through to 2016, rents just didn't really move. So property values went up and then went down and then started to come back up again. But that was independent of the rent roll. So um, there was a lot of potential for increase pent up there because, you know, wages rose during that period. Not everyone was the victim of austerity. People did quite well, okay? Not everyone did work well, but there were people who did quite well. So there was scope to increase rents. And uh, we nibbled away, nibbled away, and uh, we are now coming to the last nibble, okay? So rents have gone up everywhere. COVID arrears, what happened? So COVID came out of left field for everybody. We, I wasn't expecting it. You weren't expecting it. Just came out. And, and that's clearly had an effect. And when it came in, we thought, gosh, what's going to happen? No one's going to pay their rent. That's going to cause us real cash flow problems. Um, you know, how does it roll? So what? this is what I've seen in my portfolio. Um, and from what I'm here, from my friends, colleagues in the industry, it's pretty typical. So actually... Most people have paid. Most tenants are good people. They know they've got a commitment to pay and they've paid, right? Uh, yeah, I've got two, well, two and a half, or the two plus one who's, you know, struggling a bit, okay? I've got two tenants who have not paid um, for 10 months now. Um, I, the thing is, if they were COVID-related, if the, the, the non-payment was COVID-related, I'd have a lot of sympathy and I'd try and help. Okay, I would. But the, the, I don't believe these are COVID-related. They, they're now not communicating with us, so I can't even ask them. I can't talk to them. They just don't respond. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get access to do maintenance. They won't let me in. Um, so this is a problem, right? And um, we're going through, I've actually started court proceedings against those two, but who knows when I'm going to get my day in court. But, you know, we did all the COVID uh, golden rule stuff and we sent all the cuddly letters and got no response, no rent, no nothing. We know they're there because the lights are on, nothing's happening. So I've got two tenants 
who are not paying, but everyone else appears to be paying and uh, appears to be okay. So we got to that time of year again when our Section 13s were at the ready. Should we raise the rent in these troubled times? And um, I'd say I did hesitate, uh, but I couldn't hesitate because the future of the business is at stake here. We have to charge market rents. So I just want to tell you the story of what happened. We sent Section 13 notices to, which is the notice that we use in order to raise rent for tenants that are out of their initial uh, rental period and are on periodic tenancies. We sent Section 13s to all of them raising the rent. Now, I looked very carefully at uh, previous raises, how frequent they were, the market, the open market today. So all the rises were relative to the history of the tenant's occupancy and the open market today. I think that's very important. Uh, Here's what happened. The bottom line is almost everyone accepted the rent rise. Almost everyone. Uh, That was very welcome unexpected. Uh, I expected a bit more pushing back than I got. Did I get zero pushbacks? No, I didn't get zero pushbacks. I'm going to talk you through that. So I got two tenants pushed back. Two tenants reached out to me and said, David, this and that, and your numbers are all wrong and stuff like that. Uh, And that's cool, right? That's totally cool. So we spoke to them directly and we came to a compromise. So, you know, I'm happy to compromise But they have to understand that I've got a business to run as well as providing them warm, safe, dry accommodation. You know, sometimes, just sometimes, you have to think about your business as well, okay? So we did deals with them. Uh, I'm happy. They're happy. It's affordable. That's all good. Potentially, I've lost one tenant. I've got one tenant who sent me a very huffy email um she's got the um she's going outrageous what i'm suggesting blah 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 uh but the truth is team i think she'd been thinking of going for some time if this pushed her over the edge uh then yeah let's do it let's get her out she'll be gone by easter and we'll um renovate that's too big a word we'll we'll refurb uh, you know, replace the flooring. Uh, the the property's in pretty good condition. Uh, give it all the coat of paint. Make it all look nice, smell nice. Uh, and we'll get a new tenant at a new rent. And I'm totally cool with that. So I've got no issue with that. I have one particular letting agent who just didn't get it. Doesn't get what I've just spent, where are we now? 14, 15 minutes explaining to you what the situation is. So they didn't get it at all. They've they've pushed back. And um, here's the truth. I find myself another letting agent for that one particular property. So I've only got one property with them, which doesn't give me the leverage that I've got with certain letting agents. Also, it doesn't give me the credibility because they don't really know that I know what I know, right? And whether you think I know or not, well, not very much. I know a bit, okay? And um, they're not giving me credit for that. So, okay, we'll give the property to another letting agent. We'll get the job done, okay? So, why am I telling you all about rents? Because rents are key packages for your investors. If you know this stuff, 
what the rental market is doing today. It builds your credibility with your investors. You can give them peace of mind that you could advise them to keep on top of the rents, keep on top of the tenants and make make sure all this stuff works, right? It's absolutely key. So you need to know this stuff. What do you need to know going forward? So at the time of recording this, we've just been um, made aware of the breathing space proposals from May the 4th this year. Um, Breathing space, for those of you who have not heard at this point, is that from May the 4th, uh, tenants who are in arrears or under financial pressure can go to the local authority and be put on a list. And when they're on the list, they don't have to pay anything for 60 days. They stay on the list for 60 days. And um, I'm not even allowed to talk to them about their arrears during the 60 days. There you go. But the arrears keep building up. They don't get let off the rent. It's not a payment holiday. Okay, so they're going to have to pay and the arrears will build up. Um, There is a second form of uh, breathing space, uh, a second list. So if I forget the exact term, but if the pressure of debts, not just rent, debts are such that um, the tenant is suffering uh, mental illness as a result, right, then they can go to a doctor, and they can say to the doctor, oh, doctor, I'm under a lot of pressure. You know, this, I can't pay, you know, la, la, la. Then the doctor, in effect, can sign them off onto a list, sends them to the local authority with a bit of paper saying they should be put on the special list. Now, if a tenant is on a special list, um, a breathing space list for people with mental illness or subjected to mental pressure that is damaging them, then we can't talk to them and it runs, it can run forever, right? The 60-day thing doesn't work. So, but... You know, they can stay on that forever and not have to pay, and I'm not allowed to talk to them. Oh, I am allowed to talk to them if they want repairs done, by the way. How cool is that? But they don't have to pay the rent, and there's nothing I can do. But the rent will continue to tick up, right? So debt will accrue. And here's what I believe. I believe that most tenants out there are straight, honest people trying to build a life for themselves, and they need a home, and they need everything they need for the home, and they need cars and they want finance for this and finance for holidays and credit cards and they want all that stuff so they don't want to accrue a load of debt that they don't have to and if they are working and able to pay the rent I believe they will pay their rent why do I believe that because that's my experience that's what I'm seeing from tenants tenants are not bad people they're not they're great people there's a mix of people but there's always one or two bad apples. Have I got my own share of bad apples? Absolutely, I have. But it's only one or two. So I'm not overly troubled. Dare I say that at this point? <laughs> In June, I might be saying something different. But I'm not overly troubled But the prospect of breathing space arrears building up going forward. Now, here's one thing. I do make it clear to my tenants, right? I cannot afford to just let them not pay the rent. So when the world opens up again, when the court process opens up again, when the backlog has been gone through, when I get my day in court, I will get judgment to uh, against any tenant who I think has been playing the game and just not been paying the rent because he didn't want to, as opposed to other circumstances, making it very difficult for them to do so. 
Um, I will pursue it, and then I will pursue the debt, and they will get a black mark on their credit history, and they will carry that forward. You know, the CCJs is going to be, what was it? I read £360 million worth of rent arrears built up so far for UK um, landlords. £360 million of arrears. So there's going to be a clatter of CCJs somewhere down the road, and tenants are going to be on the receiving end of it, right? That it will come. It might take 12, 18 months to unwind, but that's going to come. So most tenants don't want to get involved in that. To be honest, most landlords don't want to get involved. I don't want to have to go to court, right? I really don't want to chase these people. But <clears throat> you can't go in to Marks and Spencer's, fill up your trolley with shopping, walk out and not pay. You can't. So why should it be right for somebody to do it to us? Right, so that's my thoughts on rent in the current marketplace. I hope this that was useful to you. I hope there might have been one or two little thoughts there that you weren't aware of or hadn't considered before. I'm trying to help, but the key thing, deal packages, is if you know this stuff and your investors know that you know this stuff, it in- increases your credibility so you'll do more deals. That's it on rents. I'll see you at the very next episode. Get out there and get sourcing. Uh, Interesting times. Plenty of deals are coming. We're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.